0: Building wealth isn't just about hustle and grind. Every day, huge deals are being made, businesses and properties are changing hands, and a small group of people are making quantum leaps forward. If you want to be part of that small group of people, then this show is for you. Now, here's your host, Jim Oliver. Before we jump into today's show, we have some exciting news to share with you. Our brand new online community platform is now live. Get access to free on-demand in-depth training courses on topics like infinite banking, cryptocurrency, real estate investing, and much more. Just go to community.createtailwind.com. That's community.createtailwind.com or check the show notes of this episode to find the direct link to request to join the community. Now, on to the show. Welcome back
1: Breakaway Wealth. I'm your host Jim Oliver and with me today is my guest Sajad Zazalat. Did I do it? Yes. Is that good? All right. I got it. I I got it. You know I uh, so welcome Sajad and uh, I'm excited that you're here because I think you have a cool unique story and it's interesting how we met and you um, um, have started to do infinite banking and and I always love when everybody breaks away but being a doctor and your background i really think that this is a cool episode that we can talk about uh some different things than maybe i normally talk about since a lot of my guests aren't doctors so i guess i gave it away that you're a doctor but uh why don't you give everybody your background so john yeah yeah
2: sure uh, Well, th- well thank you very much for having me on this show and and you know thanks for uh, introducing me to uh, to uh, infant banking and all the other cool things that you've got going on Uh, Yeah. So, um, uh, so I actually started my career in the computer science field back, back in the, you know, the the late nineties, you know, computers were kind of all the rage for young people. Um, But I found myself kind of gravitating more towards, you know, helping people rather than fixing computers. Um, And then I had gone on kind of a religious pilgrimage when I was young and that kind of made me change my mind about like, you know, being on this path of computer science rather than, rather than medicine um, so when I returned, I, uh, I, I kind of, uh, plotted out a course to, to go to medical school. Um, I actually almost dropped out of medical school my first year. Um, it was harder than I thought, uh, you know, I just, you know, I, 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 breezed through like high school and undergraduate. So, so medical school was, was a lot more challenging and I wasn't ready for the challenge at the time. Plus, um, I kind of became disenfranchised with medicine, conventional medicine, because, uh, it focuses so much on, on treating symptoms and being, you know, very reactive rather than proactive with, with medicine. Um, and so, uh, it's actually almost dropped out, uh, but, but just as luck would have it, um, I, uh, I, I ran across a book called fantastic voyage, live long enough to live forever written by, uh, Ray Kurzweil and Terry Grossman talked about how, uh, you know, eventually we might be able to upload our brains to a computer, maybe 50 years, hundred years from now, but people who are like, you know, in their 40s, 50s, 60s, they're not going to make it. Their brain is just right. not going to be healthy enough. Yeah. So the book was all about how do you, how do you keep your body and your brain healthy enough until we can make that transition, if we ever get to that point. So that was the first time I really, um, um, you know, heard anybody in the medical field or anybody in any field talk about being proactive about your health and, and trying to treat the underlying causes of diseases. You know, rather than being kind of like waiting for a, a disease and then and then you know slapping on a diagnosis and then treating with a pill or a surgery. Um, so that kind of reinvigorated my uh my interest in medicine, uh got me back into, you know, kept it from dropping out, got me back into medical school and um and sparked my interest in a field of medicine called functional medicine, basically just just like I said, trying to find the underlying cause of disease. Why are people sick? And how do you how do you treat the underlying cause? And then um and then by extension of that uh is what's called longevity medicine um kind of a field where um, you help people live longer and healthier um by by preventing diseases of aging uh and 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 it's thought that the premature aging or the aging process is kind of the um the underlying cause for pretty much you know everything that goes wrong with the body as you get older
1: you know, well, you said a lot of cool things right there, a lot of things that I'm interested in because, you know, I'm 57 and I kid around and I say, you know, what I call 57, Sajad is halfway. And, uh, and you know, I've been saying that for like 10 years, though. Uh, but uh, there, they're, uh, Dan Sullivan, who's strategic coach, he's up in uh, Canada, he's all over the world, but um, he does this life extension thing. And what he says is he says, how long do you think you're going to live, right? And then he says, "If the last so many years of your life, what what would they look like if they were just perfect, like you were functioning the way that you want to function?" So a lot of people say a hundred or something, right? And then, okay, the last ten years of your life, you're you're golfing, you're fishing, you're boating, whatever the things that you like to do, and your body feels good, and you and and so he, he creates this vision of you feeling really good. Then he says, "Okay, if you felt like that." how much longer would you want to live past 100? And normally, I think the average is like 15 years past mm. that, right? So I think that that's kind of cool. But um, I think this functional medicine, and I've heard that term more and more and more um, in in friends, and I think what we do in infinite banking, because it's different than mainstream, so people have a different mindset than than mainstream people. And, um, and so I think that, they're always looking for that. So I'll give you like one example. Is I go to this doctor. Uh, he's like seventy-five years old. He's, if he saw him, he looks like he's fifty. Okay, and he's up in uh, Sarasota, and um, he's all about. It's called the rejuvenation clinic, right? To keep it's and it's about keeping you young. And I remember like asking him. A friend of mine was taking metformin because they said metformin is kind of like this anti-aging drug and he said here's all the benefits of it and i said well why wouldn't i take it you know what are the side effects well some people get this or that i'm like i would re- like to try that but like i think that instead of taking a drug to make us like you said okay you have high blood pressure here here's the drug for that is is um i've noticed like i have high blood pressure i've noticed that i've worked out a lot in the last year my blood pressure is a lot more under control and I'm down to like only one medicine instead of two. And I, my goal is to get it to where it's, it's, it's zero. Right. Mm. Um, but I, I really think that that's cool. And I love that you, you, you said something again, you said, I I plotted out a, um, a path to go to medical school. So many people in their lives, they don't plan. They don't like draw it out. Mm. Right. Uh, we were talking earlier, I'm out of my house right now. My house is being um, repaired from Hurricane Ian. I, I I know what 90 days from now looks like. 90 days from now, I'm in my house. I've upgraded a lot of things because I'm like, Ian is not going to win. I'm going to upgrade my TV. I'm upgrading my refrigerator. I'm upgrading different things in my house just so I can have an abundant mindset about this recovery rather than a scarcity mindset. So you you plotting it out though when it got hard you still had the plan, right? I think that's cool and that's and that's uh, probably a lot that uh, talk, talk tells me a lot about your personality that um you know you plan something, you have a goal and you go get it. You know there was a study done that well, there's only 3% of the, the people in the in the world that have goals and like out of those 3% like only 10% of those actually write them down or something some some crazy number like that right <laughs> so i think that's that's really cool um so the functional medicine thing tell tell us the, like what do you do now
2: yeah so uh, about 3 years so so i guess let me back up so i i, I finished uh, medical school i chose family medicine as a specialty because it gave me the most kind of most well-rounded training without taking too long <laughs> It's <laughs> so yeah. like three-year residency program. You know, you hear about people, you know, spending ten years in residency if they want to do like neurosurgery or something, yeah. which is on top of four years of, of 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 medical school and four years of undergrad. So you know, some of these doctors by the time they finish their training, they're like forty. You know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so um, so I uh, I I started out um, just just doing uh, what's called primary care, just being a family doctor for you know in a, in a clinic. Um, I started my own clinic. I didn't want to be anybody's uh, like like employee, um, so I started my own clinic, um, and uh, you know I, I I took care of patients for a while, uh, while I was kind of learning, kind of brushing up on my skills to, to to do functional medicine. Doing functional medicine is 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 can be challenging from a business perspective, uh, because insurance companies never pay you enough. Uh, reimburse you enough to do functional medicine because they want you to see a, a patient every 15 minutes. and They'll only pay you to see a patient every 15 minutes, whereas like functional medicine requires usually you know not half an hour, hour, ma- you know, minimum to actually you know uh, see patients. So, so a lot of a lot of doctors who do functional medicine. They kind of operate operate outside the insurance um, you know uh, realm, uh, but it's very difficult kind of a uh, for for a new doctor. You know, out of, uh, you know, I was out of you know out of residency. I, I was married. I had a little you know I had a son and you know mortgage things like that. So I um, so I had to kind of like ha- have a conventional clinic first, while I was kind of getting my feet wet with the functional medicine aspect. And when I when I was ready, um, I kind of made 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 the, made the change. Um, so about three years ago, I launched an online clinic, a telemedicine clinic. Uh, I got into telemedicine uh, about five years ago, and um, uh, you know before before the pandemic made telemedicine uh, cool and acceptable, yeah. um, and uh, and that allowed me to kind of like merge. Kind of my, you know, my telemedicine experience with my uh, with my love of, uh, of of longevity and 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 functional medicine, and 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 created a uh, an online clinic dedicated to help people live longer and healthier.
1: That's really cool. You know what's funny about you saying five years ago at Create Tailwind, we I was living in South Dakota uh, part of the year, and I really liked just having that peace and and everything of South Dakota. So I I said, well, there's not enough people here to go show infinite banking to just in South Dakota. And I could do these speaking engagements and things like that, but I had to travel, maybe places I didn't really wanna travel to. And so I started using online meetings back then. And everybody, I remember people in my own firm were like, they thought I was crazy. People are never gonna do business with you over a computer. And I said, well, why not? I mean, I think I can be more effective. I've got better tools to draw and show you stuff. And if you're sitting here next to me, I mean, I'm you know, um, and, and it, it was the best thing we ever did. and then the pandemic just made everybody accept it and and so I actually really appreciate telemedicine because I'm busy if I even if I gotta drive fifteen minutes to the doctor, sit there for twenty minutes, fifteen minutes back, and I got fifteen minutes with the doctor, like you said, I still it's it's it's, that's
2: that's half your day yeah you're half your business half your business day is gone
1: yeah yeah. and and so um you know i don't really need to see my doctor in person i mean i just need the information i need them to see me if if you know um if they if they need to see me in person or if i need to go in and get some kind of a test or something then i'm cool with that but longevity you know like when um uh, Tony Robbins talks about longevity a lot, and I don't know if he's on the right path or not the right path, and he talks about these uh, AMPK – I don't even know what that is, but <laughs> I just know those those, those letters – but he like talks about these different things, and I always wonder – well, I'm not going to take my medical advice from Tony Robbins. Sorry, Tony, but um, I, he listens all the time. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> uh, is uh, I'm not going to take my medical advice from Tony Robbins. Sorry. Just like, I'm not going to take my financial advice from him. Um, but you know, the longevity thing is really interesting. If somebody wants to learn about longevity or they want to learn about your clinic, how can they, how can they find that Your Yeah. Clinic?
2: Yeah, the clinic is called Ageless Rx. AgelessRx agelessrx.com. com. Um, so, uh, uh, so, so you can go on our website. We have a lot of resources for people, and then we offer uh, access uh, to to some longevity therapies. And we're building our we're building our portfolio, so to speak, on our on our on our services, and to offer uh, better and better uh, services for people to live longer and healthier.
1: Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, I would I would encourage everybody to do that because. I don't care if you're 20 or if you're 70, you know, I mean, longevity, you know, it's, it's funny when you have more money, you want to live longer. Right. Right. And and if you are, if you're just in, and that's kind of the old system of retirement. And again, you know, doctors are trained. They, I mean, you know, you go to school, like you said, up to 17, 18 years, could be 17, 18 years total. Right. And not one business class, not one investment class. Um, And you're running a multi million dollar business in some cases. And and you know, so then people don't know what to do. They plug into this traditional, you know, profit sharing plan and all of these things that are controlled by the government. And um I you know, how did how did you avoid that? You know, you were an alternative doctor, which is is cool. (laughs) So you you were probably looking for alternative, like, hey, I'm not buying into that crap either.
2: Right, right, right. Well, um, yeah, uh, well, well, some of it was just luck because you know, uh, I I saw how the, you know the stock market really struggled in two thousand eight, and then you know after two thousand eight, it just seemed like we were on this bubble, 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 and it that it seemed to just crash, you know, bur- this this bubble burst. It burst a lot later than I thought. You know, I thought we were gonna we were gonna see it burst a long time ago. So I actually stayed out of the stock market because I was worried about kind of the overvaluation of stocks, and and kind of a, this big correction that that we actually ended up finally getting to. So that that's part of the reason why I kind of stayed out of stocks. Um, that that's one that's one big reason. The other reason is. Um, you know the returns are not that great with with stocks. I mean, uh, you know, even if you kind of, you know, you you buy into the whole thing about you know long term, it's you know eight ten percent you know annual return. I'm like, eh, it's not that's not that's not that great. You know, eight to ten percent. You know, that's you know that's especially nowadays, that's barely above inflation. <laughs> you know, right. Um. Uh. And um, you know, and then I looked into the the, the whole like tax deferral. Um. You know, uh, in terms of like like our IRAs and four hundred one ks and things like that. And, uh, you know, um, and, and that, you know, again, I crunched the numbers, I talked to, you know, several CPAs who kind of specialize in helping doctors kind of, you know, build up their nest egg. And, and when I challenged them on the numbers, you know, I'm like, are you sure this is a good investment for me? I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, when I, when I crunched the numbers, it would, it would have been like a million dollar mistake to go with some of these, with some of these plans, because I, I would, you know, e- even with the tax savings, I'd still be losing like a million dollars over my, over my you know, 20, 30 year until, until I could draw from some of these retirement accounts. Um, so I just, you know, it, it's all about, you know, you know, questioning everything, questioning all the assumptions, uh, you know, and then, and then kind of like having that mindset of trying to do something non-traditional. Um, and, and that's, that's just kind of the, the way I've been is, is, is always kind of seeking, you know, you know, you know, qu- question the status quo <laughs> and seeking, yeah. seeking, uh, you know, seeking non-traditional ways of doing things. And so when, when some of my business ideas and, you know, telemedicine ideas started to take off and I found myself a little bit of extra income, um, you know, I, I looked around, I'm like, well, I don't want to put in the stock market. Um, You know, I, I, uh, I tried to start a business, but that didn't really go very well, uh, you know, pandemic and things like that. Um, But but what really worked for me was, you know, real estate investments have been working really well. And uh, some, some of the alternative investments out there as well have, have been working out pretty good. Um, So, um, so just, just that's you know that you know that and diversification seem to be the key you know diversifying portfolio you know not just real estate you know uh you know other you know buying into other businesses you know buying into um you know uh we talked about cryptocurrency a little earlier um you know um it might still be a good option but you know again but good for diversification perhaps um and so just 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 like I said it's all about like asking why i mean i mean that's why i like functional medicine so much it's all about why why is somebody sick why doesn't somebody have symptoms same thing you know you know why do we have to put our money in the stock market why do we have to put our money in an ira account you know what else what else can we do what's out there hiding you know that that people don't want us to find out about you know and
1: and kind of how do how can we kind of leverage that for our own for our own good i agree with everything you just said it's it's you know what's funny is when i tell people if i invest in 10 things I'm not expecting all ten things to be profitable or great or a home run, especially, right? I know that there's gonna be one or two. So I have to invest in ten that so that I know that I'm gonna have some winners in there to offset any of the ones that break even or struggle or or you know that lose money. And I'm okay with that because my alternative, you know, compared it's always compared to what? And yeah, exactly, exactly. Putting money in, you know, when when people are getting their statements and it says, "Hey, you made eight or ten percent last year," that doesn't mean that's your that, that's your CAGR, your compound annual growth rate. That just means that that's how much the the price of that investment went up. Does it doesn't mean that's after uh, expenses, fees, taxes, inflation, all of that. The other thing that you got to realize is that when you put money in a 401k, you're putting good dollars in, meaning dollars that are worth more today, to take bad dollars out, meaning dollars that are worth less, and that you don't even know what tax rate they're going to charge you. And then people go, I have a Roth. Okay. You're still having it controlled by the government. Tell me the last time that the government controlled your money and and it came out in your favor. It doesn't. Right? And again, I'm not (laughs) anti-government. I mean, it's. It, I mean, I think all governments are flawed. I mean, they're parasites. They they don't do anything, so they have to live off of their hosts. And guess who their hosts are? They're they're citizens. We have to learn. We have to educate ourselves. And I, everything that you have said, it's always consistent with educating yourself about something. And you got to take personal responsibility. I mean, that's. I mean, functional medicine. I would say you have to take personal responsibility, right? I mean, hey, I need you to. Oh, absolutely! Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I need you to eat right, move your body five times a week or whatever, whatever the, again, I'm not the doctor, right? Yeah, but, do,
2: you know, do the right test. Yeah, do the right test, take the right supplements, you know, take the right medications if needed. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 and that's why it's not for everybody because, you know, many people are just perfectly happy showing up to the doctor, you know, taking some pills and and hoping everything will be okay. Um, so functional medicine is not for those types of people, but, but neither is what, what you and I are talking about.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, you know today so, in
2: terms of, you know, the funny, the whole thing about financial
1: freedom and, you know, some people say, hey, I don't want to break out of the herd. I, yeah. you know, like, hey, if we're all going down, we're all going down together, you know, with their 401k or their or the stock market or whatever. And I to stand in that other line. I call that a um, a convenient lie. Right. We want to believe the convenient lie. What's hard is to stand up for the inconvenient truth and 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 the inconvenient truth you're oh. more alone right you <laughs> now can I sound like Al Gore. no no and not and I, was, I was about ready to say that not Al Gore's inconvenient truth okay but like just the 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 real inconvenient truth which is is you have to do things differently i mean right, nelson right. nash used to always say the majority's never been right about anything right, right and right, right, right. if you think about that there's a lot of wisdom in those words that I mean, if you keep doing common things, then you're gonna get common results. And what doctors do, what I've seen, and I have a lot of friends that are doctors because of where I lived in South Dakota, there's no state income tax. They had their own surgery center, which is probably the best investment any of them ever made. <clears throat> and they worked in Iowa, Nebraska, you know, uh, when they when they had to to um but they but they would save so much in state income tax doing a lot of stuff in South Dakota. Well, the the thing that's funny is you think that you're making a lot of money, but your tax liability, just from a federal standpoint, is huge. And then you think of the time investment and the money that you invested and you didn't make any money for so long that there's a lost opportunity cost in there and doctors need to make more money than they are making, not less, and not have insurance companies cut back more and more and more on reimbursements. Because I want the best and brightest when, when I do have a problem, I want the best and brightest going to medical school, not people that say, well, you know, like maybe I'll just go to medical school, you know?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's funny because there was an article several years back. I can't remember what magazine it was in, but but it talked about how medical school is like a million dollar mistake for a lot of for a lot of smart individuals. Uh, and then they did the math is like, OK, you know, you get your four years of undergrad and then you do four years of medical school and then God knows how many years of training and then you start making good income. But if you know, if, if you know, for people who are intelligent enough to make it through medical school, I mean, they, there's a, there's a lot of other things they could do instead and so you actually at the end of your career you actually you know if you compare yourself to like an investment bank or something like that you know and you know especially if you're good at business and you're intelligent enough to kind of do that so so i tell people you know you know especially young people i'm like if if you want to make money you know medicine's not the way to go <laughs> i mean don't get me wrong i mean we're not you know doctors are not starving i mean we, we make decent income but it's not it it, it has it, it has to be more it has to be about more than just money i mean i mean yeah. for doctors who go into it just for money you know, I, I, I think they're, they're doing a society a disservice. They're doing themselves a disservice, um, you know, um, uh, but on the other hand, like you said, I mean, you know, you know, if, if we want the best and the brightest to, you know, to go into medical medicine and, you know, take care of people, then, then we need to make sure they're well taken care of, uh, and, and, and they, they live a comfortable life and they have decent income.
1: Yeah. I think we're forcing our doctors to act like business people more than we should now, because, that's why you know whatever percentage of the time you go to the doctor for a routine visit you're going to see the physician assistant or nurse practitioner or somebody like that because the doctor really can't afford in a traditional uh, uh practice can't afford to spend 30 minutes with you like you said can't afford to do that can't afford to hey i got i got a uh, stuffy nose i want to get checked out i can't afford to even see that person right i mean there, i mean it, in some cases I live in Southwest Florida. You would think that everybody that wanted to be a doctor, this would be a great place for them to be a doctor. I don't think it's a very good place to practice medicine because of the competition. And I can tell you that incomes here are a lot different than incomes in the Midwest and South Dakota, Iowa. Those places are much better from a business standpoint, but wealth, as you know, is a lot about a lot more than, um, money, and uh if 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 you're making a lot of money but you hate what you're doing every single day you're not wealthy you're right. you're you're a highly paid slave and um and you know freedom makes most people happy right and so money gives you choices choices give you freedom but at what price right, right i mean right. Um, you know we i love what i do i don't kill myself working a ton of hours and I still get to have the lifestyle that I want to have. And, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, so I love the telemedicine thing. I'm, I'm definitely um, going to uh, look at, cause I'm always thinking, maybe it's because I'm 57, right? You're, that's about the age. You start to think, okay, how do I keep feeling good for 30 more years or whatever, many more years and, and living in Florida, you really see people that are, let's say in their mid seventies, somewhere in that range is um, you see people that are very vibrant. They're, they're having great lives. They've got plenty of money. They don't have the stress. They have all this stuff, right? They're, they're abundant. And you see the people that are just, they got a scowl on their face. They're going to dinner at four o'clock in the afternoon because they want to save 10 bucks on their dinner. And they're, You know, they they want to play golf in five or six hours because they don't have anything else to do and they don't have that abundance or they can't even play golf. They can't even walk. They can't even. And and, you know, like, I don't want the the last stages of my life to be that I want to be I want to be active and vibrant to the very end.
2: Sure. I mean, but it's not not just about that. I mean, it's also about, you know, feeling like you're making a contribution to society. Yeah. Um, You know, I I think that's what's missing in a lot of people's lives is, um, you know, for so long, you know, people work. To make you know, make money. They work, 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 work. Money, 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 money. And then you know, and then once they've kind of made it, it's like, you know, oh, this is not this is not what I expected, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, so I think you know and that that's part of the reason why uh, you know I, I I was talking to uh, Drew about uh, a nonprofit that I helped start a couple of years ago uh, called Enduring Harvest. If you don't mind me making a shameless plug about it. Oh, no, let's talk um, about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, so it's it's about you know it's about uh um uh, tr- trying to make a difference in the world. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of poverty in the world, especially in developing countries. Uh, you know, people are struggling just to meet, meet basic necessities. So I'm like, well, while I'm trying to help, you know, people live longer and healthier, you know, in developed countries like, you know, us, and we might, you know, eventually expand to other, other developed countries. You know, what about, what about the opposite end? What about people who just, who can't, who don't have jobs, who can't afford healthy food? So that's, that's part of the reason why I, I you know, felt compelled to, um, uh, to, to, to start a nonprofit. I do that on my spare time. And, um we uh you know the the, the mission is or, or what we do is uh, we use re- what's called regenerative agriculture as a tool for economic development in in, in developing countries um and uh, I don't know if you know anything about farming or not, but just like conventional medicine is not good for for most people's health, you know, conventional agriculture is not, also not good for the health of our the health of humans, the health of the you know the planet, the health of soil, et cetera, et cetera um so it's kind of merging kind of my uh, my my favorite hobby which is gardening with uh with kind of this desire to help people as well as desire to help the planet and, uh, and that, that's kind of why I helped start this this nonprofit um and uh right, right now we're um we've got a, a you know a few pilot programs you know uh one in Iraq which is where my family's from uh we have another one we're trying to get started in Indonesia um we have like an orphan support program in in, in Afghanistan uh, that we're supporting as well and uh you know of course Um, eventually our goal is to make it self-sustaining where these, these, these projects kind of pay for themselves. Uh, but until then, you know, we could always use a little extra donation. If anybody has any, uh, tax dollars, they want (laughs) to, they want to, you know, decrease, uh, you know, decrease their tax burden and then also try to make a difference. Um, so if anybody's interested, they could, they could reach out to me or
1: or go to our website or follow us on Instagram. Yeah. What's the website again? Yeah. It's enduringharvest.org. Enduringharvest.org. I love everything you just said there. I mean, it's very cool. Um, I always think, you know, I was um, adopted, I grew up in foster care. And I always think I was lucky enough to do that in the US, if I would have done it. And like you said, in some of these countries, my life would be completely different. Um, So I haven't traveled. I have a friend, uh, um, uh, business partner Bob Bernetti's traveled all over the world. I mean, like you know, he's traveled a lot, and that's another thing I want to do in my. That's why I need longevity, is because I, I'm I'm starting late in my life of travel. But um, I think that it's so cool when you see these other cultures. But you also, when you see other cultures, you see other needs in these countries, and you see some things that you're thinking, oh my gosh, like we really need to help these people these people need to have a chance and you know we only get a very short time on this earth and so the the more that we can help other people uh in in whatever capacity so i would encourage everybody to check that out and 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 um and and we'd love to help you help you raise more money uh for the for that cause too So that's really cool so you said that your family was from iraq mm-hmm. were you born in iraq or were you <laughs> born in the u.s or
2: I uh, I was supposed to be born in the U.S., but uh, my 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 parents came back in the 70s on a kind of a government uh, sponsored scholarship. Back back in the 60s and 70s, the Iraqi government would send students all over the all over the world. Uh, you know, America, Europe. Uh, you know, they'd study and then they'd come back and kind of uh, use their degrees in, in in Iraq. That all changed in the 80s with the with the with the war between Iraq and Iran, uh, and so. Um, and so I was born on my la- my parents' last trip to Iraq, yeah, because because they would they would go every summer as part of their scholarship. Yeah. And so um, so I was born on that very last trip that my parents made, <laughs> uh, and then uh, and then I was born there, but I never lived there because I came to the U.S. My, my parents came back to the U.S. when I was like you know four months old. Wow. Um. And and I've kind of been here ever since. Um. But I but I uh, my my wife's from there. Uh. And um. You know her 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 parents live there. Um, so you know uh she usually takes the kids and go visits her parents um you know over the summer and 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 I try to go when i can um and and now that now that I have a you know project going on there this the pilot farm for for enduring harvest over there you know it, it's it's even more reason to kind of go there and have that connection with with my my homeland, you know so to speak yeah
1: uh, now that's that's cool i um so you obviously your parents taught you a lot of um uh, great principles I mean you know you don't have the the drive that you have, and the you know the kind of the 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 skills again to say I'm going to plot out how I'm going to get through medical school, uh, school, and 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 have the confidence to do a lot of that stuff. Um, I'm sure your parents had a lot to do with uh, with developing that in you. So that's cool that they that they got to come over in that program, and then um, and. Uh, yeah Iraq in the 70s and 80s and 60s had to be or 60s and 70s had to be a lot different than it is today but i always think about countries and i think you know what would have – you know i'm sure there are parts i mean like cuz you're you're sending you're letting your wife and kids go there so our our view of Iraq is what we see on on the news right and i'm sure it's got to be completely different in everyday life because guess what we even in the united states when they have all the protests and everything i mean that's, that's like a tiny little piece of what's really happening out there. But, um, uh, what's the, what's your favorite thing about Iraq? Just, uh, uh something that people wouldn't know.
2: Uh oh, well, I mean, I go, I go there. I'm, I, I blend in when I go there. I I, I speak the language semi-fluently yeah. <laughs> and like yeah. I, said, I was born there. Uh, you know, uh, I think my favorite thing is, is the history there. I mean, uh, you know, ba- Baghdad itself is, you know, a, you know, it's, it's built a thousand years ago, you know, a lot of ancient buildings, um, you know, a lot a of, lot of events, you know, a thousand years ago. I mean Baghdad was literally like the center of the world. I mean, uh, you know, uh with the Abbasid Empire and things like that, you know, at the time. um and so there's there's a lot of rich history there. Uh, but other, you know, you know Iraq is a cradle of civilizations. you know, you had uh, you know, uh you know, the prophet Abraham was was born and 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 lived uh, in the in the south of Iraq and there's a there's a city there that, you know still, you know you can go visit and see the ruins of, of the city where he lived and and there's so many uh his, you know historical figures that kind of either you know live there or were born there um or you know or or pass through at some point or another So it's just, just such a ret- such a rich uh, history uh in 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 that in the country um yeah. in the area in general uh and and i think i think um it, it it's it's not you know, we read about it. I, I'm, I'm sure. You know, if if you took some the same history classes that I took, I mean, there's a chapter of you know Mesopotamia and ancient yeah. Iraq and in, in, in the in, you know, all, all elementary and high school uh, uh, books. But it's one thing to kind of read in a book and you know see these ancient tablets and things like that, and it's another thing altogether kind of see it, you know, see it in person uh, and and just kind of experience it. Um, so I, I think just that connection with our with our past is really really profound. I feel.
1: Yeah. No, that's cool. I, I, uh i have a friend who grew up in uh israel and his parents were missionaries and he f- has these pots that he got um now I, I, it's like in the same valley that you know david fought goliath you know like i can't remember where that's at but but like i'm like wait a minute like these pots are thousands of years old or something you know and and like as a kid he found so that kind of blows my mind growing up in Los Angeles where, you know, the the I'm not sure what the, I mean, I guess we had the La Brea tar pits, but I don't think you're gonna go try to find any uh uh relics there or anything. But uh, you know, it's uh um it's that you're I think that's cool the history and and I love history. So I think it's funny when sometimes people in the United States think that our society is gonna be you know is is never gonna fall and you know you you, and and you look at all the reasons that all these great societies have fall fallen in the past and part of it is their currency became worth nothing you know the roman empire the where i mean they couldn't get the roman soldiers to fight for them anymore because their currency that was what they were paying them with wasn't worth anything so you know that's and again i'm not saying that's the only thing but 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 i love that just from a and 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 from a money standpoint, and you watch how cultures used money and, and what money really is in an exchange, and and it helps you understand what it is in today's world. Um, so I, I think that's really cool, and I um, uh, yeah, I have to I have to find out from you what's a good book to read about. Uh, the uh cuz i love to read and i and i would love to learn more about something i don't know about so yeah
2: absolutely absolutely yeah you know it's funny cuz cuz that kind of ties in with with this whole investing thing my 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 focus now you know I've, I've got i've got most of my investments here in the states but now i'm trying to diversify outside you know yeah. um outside of the states you never know i mean in case one day this you know america is no longer hospitable for you know for people who weren't born here for example or if it's just you know no longer a very favorable place to live i mean uh, i'm I mean I'm hoping I'm you know i I'm always you know um you know uh hope for the best but prepare for the worst, so yeah, you know by yeah. diversifying some of my 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 uh, investments kind of like uh, you know outside of the u s especially when it comes to farming, you know farming is one of the new things I'm trying to get into as from a from an investment perspective that you know that has some some uh, you know some attractiveness to it, i think um uh but but again, I mean that goes back to what we're talking about in terms of thinking outside of the box, you know not not putting all your eggs in one basket, you know you know, doing 10 investments and kind of expecting a couple of them to to, to fail, you know, kind of naturally. Um, it's, you know, it's all about, it's it's all about, you know,
1: mindset and, you know, what what, what you want to do and what you want to accomplish in this life. You know, you, <clears throat> there's a great documentary that I, it's so great that I can't remember the name of it, but um, it's talking about the difference between soil and dirt and how farming, the traditional way of farming is really ruining that, the, the soil, and that if you, um, if you take care of the soil, you're so much more profitable, like, you know, like it's just, it, it, so that, that sustainable, um, farming is, is fascinating too. So I, I, I love that everything that you said, I mean, you're talking about functional medicine and, and, you know, focusing on wellness, not on, on, uh, uh, on just treating like, hey, you're just gonna eat McDonald's every day, and then, hey, when you need a, uh, uh and then we'll get you a cardiologist when you need one, you know, like, um, uh, and then the this then the farming stuff and the giving back, I mean, uh, it, it you know you're you, what you're doing definitely ties into the book The Go Giver and just the five principles of stratospheric success or the five stratospheric laws of of success. Um, thinking of books. Put you on the spot so if god came down from heaven and said you could only retain the knowledge that you've uh, that you uh that you've gotten from one book what would that book be
2: oh boy that's a difficult question to ask because uh, yeah. usually when i read books they're for specific purposes whether it's a specific yeah. health topic or like you know a special specific way of thinking about things I, i'd probably be more comfortable you know what's what's you know you asked me really what's, what's the most interesting book i've read over the last year yeah um, There's a book called uh, You Are the Placebo by um, uh, Joe um, uh, Dispenza, I believe his name yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you've read it or not. Um, I haven't read that book, but I know Joe Dispenza, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he, he talks about, you know, in, in, in medicine, the placebo effect is where, like, you give somebody a, 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 an empty pill, like, basically a sugar pill, and you say, hey, this is going to do so, such and such for you, and you believe it to the point where, you know, your body actually changes as a result of believing that this pill is good for you. Um, and so uh, and so the idea is, you know, hey, you don't need somebody to give you a pill and say this is good for you. you know, the idea is like you are the placebo. you can make your own placebo effect. It basically it basically talks about how um you know how um you can you can you know create your own reality, um you know, um, you know, you drive your own destiny. Uh, and how your your thoughts change your body. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of people, you know, kind of disconnect the neck from the rest of the body, you know, yeah, <laughs> the right. neck up from the, from the neck down, uh, but it's very much connected. Uh, and, and that's why, again, that, that's why the placebo effect is so, so powerful because you'll actually get physiological responses. You know, you'll get changes in your body from what you believe. So that's why I like the book so much because it talked about, you know, this whole thing about kind of self-empowerment. Um, and, um uh, you know, using, using this placebo effect in everyday life, uh, to, to kind of enhance your life and enhance, enhance your thought, your thought processes and, and, and just, just, you know, live a better life overall.
1: You know, I, I, I love that because I think mindset, and I think you can, um, I don't know, if, you know, people say manifest, but I don't know if that's the right term or whatever, but Dispenza, I mean, I've, I've read a couple of his books and I've watched some stuff from, um, online and, some people, it's it's kind of like how we end our show, and we're going to end our show here in a minute on um, the strangest secret. But the strangest secret is what you think about is what you're going to get. And so, if you think about health, abundance, wealth, happiness, that's what you're going to get. And if you think about being miserable, scarcity, um, illness, all that's what you're going to get. Right? Part of it is. If you're focused on these other things, you're going to do the things that are necessary to, to get it. But also you can't think I'm going to be sick. I'm going to be sick. I'm going to be sick and be healthy. You, it, that's not how our brains right. or our bodies right. work. Right. right. So, because you will get
2: sick. If you think you're going to be sick, you will get sick. It's good. it's gonna, it'll, it'll come true. Your vital will make it happen.
1: I was working out this morning and I had two people that, uh, my trainer and the guy I work out with rich Spencer, they both said, I'm not feeling good. I'm this. And you know what I said to myself? I'm not getting sick. You know, I don't feel sick. I'm not going to get sick. <laughs> right, I don't care what right. you guys have. Right. I don't care if you got the right, flu. Right. I don't care if you got COVID. I'm not getting sick.
2: Yeah. Another thing, you know, for those those people in your in your in your audience who are spiritual, you know, when when you when you pray to whoever you pray to, whether it's the universe or or to God or Allah, whoever it is, um, you have to be able you have to be prepared for 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 like what you pray for, you know, or what, yeah. you, what you ask for. Yeah. You can't, you can't just, Oh God, give me a million dollars. And then, you know, expect a suitcase of money to fall. It's like, Oh, you know, Oh God, you know, give me wealth. But then, but then you have to be able to, you have to be receptive to the, um, to, to the signs and to the opportunities that are open in front of you. And a lot of people don't do that. You know, they, they, you know, they, they, they you know, they, they, they might, they might pray or they might, you know, they might, you know, give charity or whatever. And then, and then they kind of ask for something, but then, you know, you know, th- then opportunities open up and they just don't realize it it's just it, it, you know sometimes it's like literally right in front of their face and they just, they just they just are too scared to act or or they just don't know any better so that's that's I think the biggest takeaway I I'd, I I'd, I'd give to anybody is like if you're gonna you know if you are a spiritual person and you and you do kind of like make that prayer or put it out in the universe however you like however your spiritual you know system works you have to be prepared to receive um and that, I think that that's I think the biggest stumbling block for a lot of people
1: And, you know, I think too, is when you do that, you know, you can't pray, Hey, I want to be a billionaire because I just want to be flying around on my own jet and doing this and this, and this. if you say, Hey, I want to be a billionaire, because then I can go impact millions of people or billions of people in the world and feed them and do this and this and this and this, and and use that platform. If you have like, if you have to have that kind of vision and that you got to have that in your heart, because, you know, um, again, like. Uh, it, that's just how the world works. That's how the universe works. And, um, and, and if we're helping other people, it's funny. It just seems like money flows in. If you're, if you're doing it for sol- selfish uh, reasons, money dries up. And so it's just, that's been my experience, but, right. right. um, So, John, you have so much stuff going on that I can probably talk to you forever. And I know my podcast people are going to be like, you went way too long. (laughs) So so let's let's wrap it up. Thank you so much for being here and uh, such an interesting person. And I'm glad that we got to know each other a little bit better as well. Just uh, recording this. And uh, so thank you so much for being here. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me absolutely all right we're gonna we're gonna take it away with the uh, incredible words of Earl Nightingale like we always do take it away Earl here's the key to success and the key to failure we become what we think about now let me say that again we become what
0: we think about once again thank you so much for taking the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast If you are looking to discover new wealth-building strategies, then go to community.createtailwind.com. That's community.createtailwind.com to join our free online community and get access to free courses and in-depth training videos designed to help you build wealth and break away from the herd. Click the link in the show notes to access the community today. Thanks again for listening.